You are listening to Shubat with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Welcome to Shabbat with Apostle Dwayne. Uh, today is the Sabbath, Shabbat, um, June 25th, 2022. And um, my heart is extremely heavy this morning, extremely heavy. And, you know, the word that I have today, for those who hear it, for some it'll be welcome, for others it won't. And my job is to speak the truth as the Lord lays it on my heart, as the Most High uh, uh, speaks. And so uh, I have to tell you, so, um, well, first, let me just start this out with a word of prayer. Father, I just pray that you would minister this morning, that you would give me the words to say, and that I would speak to the heart of the people that you called to hear, and that they would hear what you have to say. I pray, Father, that you help me to get out of the way and that you will be in charge. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so yesterday, you know, these messages from me, I'm just, you know, a lot of people, they want to build a consensus of followers. A lot of people, they want the establishment, the establishment of the fact that they've got a lot of people listening to them to be the foundation of whether or not they were called to minister. Uh, I meet a lot of people, uh, ministers, and first thing they ask is how many mis- how many uh, members do you have? And and that's 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 foolishness because that's not the way it actually works. There's a lot of people that the Lord said will be will come before Him, and He'll tell them, "Depart from me, you worker of iniquity." I never knew you. And this is after they said, but Lord, didn't we um, preach in your name? Didn't we uh, baptize people? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And so my focus in knowing the most high is that the most important thing for me is to know that he knows me. Not that I know him, but that he knows me. I don't want to to come to the end of my life and have it have all been in vain. And so for that reason, I must say what he tells me to say. And not say what he doesn't tell me to say or, or not say what he tells me not to say. That's that's the simple thing. And so yesterday, the United States Supreme Court struck down. Uh, Roe versus Wade. And for many, that's not really a big issue. It's just not a big deal. I can tell you that for me, for a long time, it wasn't really a primary focus of mine, what was going on with the whole abortion rights movement and, and whatnot. But yesterday, something happened. Yesterday, um, when the news came down, I was prompted by the Most High to look. He wanted me to look. And so I started to look. I started to look. I started to to join in discussions and things. And and there are a few things that that I noticed that that were 
Well, first, there's a lot of people in the world now that don't know God. They don't, they have been brainwashed into believing that all this stuff just popped into being by itself and there's no one guiding it. And then there's no, and there's no judgment. There's no right and wrong. There's no, everything is, is relative now. And that's the majority of the people. The majority of the people are not saved. The majority of the people have no common sense. The majority of the people have bought into stuff that's just stupid. It's foolish arguments built on foolishness. It's because they've been fooled. So the majority of the people, they rationalize everything based on them, based on what they think, what they like, what they want, what they have to say. So that's one thing I noticed. There was a lot of people who who actually want to, they call it reproductive rights. It's not reproductive rights. It's the right to not reproduce is what they're fighting for. The, it, and, and it's mainly women who are fighting for the right to, to kill their own babies in their womb. Now, and their arguments are always, it always comes back to what about rape? What about incest? What about um, things like that, rape and incest? And the problem is that that's the argument, but, but, but the numbers don't bear that out. It's most of the time, it's not because of rape. Most of the time, it's not because of incest. It's because of convenience. The majority of abortions are for convenience. And the problem with that is that life is inconvenient. Life is inconvenient, and so, but 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 okay. So, so we're going to use the argument of 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 rape and adultery, or not adultery, rape and uh, and uh, and incest. That's gonna we're going to use those that percentage of of these actions to allow anybody to 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 have an abortion anytime they want for any reason they want, and. And, and so, so you have these arguments that are, are based on people's, people's rationale. And unfortunately, a lot of the ones who bought into this and who support it and protect it are the women, regardless of the consequences. You know, we want this, we want this legal ability to kill these babies. Now, some of you, you may just dismiss anything I'm saying. A lot of you probably just going to dismiss what I'm saying. It doesn't mean anything. Just some old guy uh, with a white beard uh, ranting on, on, on a camera. But no, no, what I'm telling you has eternal consequences. I'm not speaking just on my behalf. I'm telling you what the Lord is laying on my heart. And so uh, when you go before him, if you've seen this message, you won't be able to say that you didn't know. You won't be able to say that you had no idea that what you did was wrong. OK, and so you've got this group of people that are unsaved, don't know God, and they're fine with that. Now. That's fine. But 
for those people, there is such a thing as called sin and there is such a thing as called judgment. You, when, when you will be judged when you check out of this body based on the sin of your life, period, everybody. Those who have turned their life over to Christ and repented of their sins, they'll get his grace because he paid for it. Everyone else is going to pay for their own. And so your sin will find you out. You're going to, you're going to be judged for your sin, period. And people, nobody wants to preach sin anymore. They want to talk about convenience. The reason you come to Jesus, no, you, you come to him to escape hell, to escape um, the lake of fire, to escape eternal judgment. He's only made two places for you to go when you check out of his body. One is to heaven. The other one is to judgment. And so it's up to you which one you choose, but you're going to do it on this side, on this side. Okay. And so your sin, the things that you do to violate the word of God, to violate the moral law, to violate the will of God for your life. He's giving you choices and you get the, and, and so believe it or not, atheist or not, whatever your thing is or not, there is such a thing as sin and there's a lot of them and they all lead to death. Okay, so that's for the atheists and those outside. If they don't want to believe, they don't want to listen to us, fine. Another group. Then there's another group. And I'm going to talk about a few groups this morning. Then there's this other group. There's a group of people who say they love God, say that they believe in God, but yet they also still agree with the premise of abortion especially under the guise of a woman's right to choose and and all these different things that are touted by the feminist lobby and all that other stuff okay and so now the problem with that though is you cannot find that position in the scripture if you say you believe in god the bible is supposed to actually be the uh the governor of your life the word what's written there but if you don't believe the word of God, then don't say that you're a believer in God because you can't believe in him and not trust his word. And then there's all the arguments. Well, it's been changed. It's been corrupted and all this other stuff. God maintains his word. He maintains his word. He speaks to his people. It's real simple. It's real simple. And so um, if you're not governed by the word of God, stop calling yourself a Christian. Stop calling yourself uh, uh, anything that has to do with God. If you don't actually read the actual Bible and, and govern your life by it and, and, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you, you're not a Christian. OK, and so now keep in mind, this is me talking and you don't have to agree with anything I have to say. You don't have to listen to anything I have to say. Some of you, you may well just just go ahead and turn it off. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what God has told me to say. And there's judgment coming. Let me just tell you, the judgment of God is coming on this country. OK, so so let me get to some more groups and then I'm going to show you some scripture and then I'm going to tell you some things that you may not want to hear on top of what I've already said. Um, then there's another group. 
There's black people. Okay. Now, the abortion, um, I, I did some research on, on abortion and the founders and whatnot, and they try to hide it. They try and say it's not, wasn't racist. It wasn't designed to, you know, uh, commit black genocide or any, uh, any of these things. But in actuality, that's exactly what it's done. It's estimated as a million, uh, uh, is, is, is millions, 20 million at least black babies that have been aborted since the since the ruling of Roe versus Wade. 20 million, 20 million aborted. But then you imagine, okay, well, uh, this is just me thinking. If those children have, had grown up and produced children, you know, uh, and then their children have produced children. I mean, we're talking about a whole, almost a whole generation since 1973. You know, and if the number was 20 million to start, and then you 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 multiply that by say 1.35, you know, uh, you, you know, I mean, just I mean, that's you're looking at like what 40 million people. I mean, close to 40 million, like 30. You know, on top of the fact that, you know, I mean, it's that's a lot of missing people. That's a lot of missing people in the black community. Now, on top of that, when I looked at the CDC website, uh, I was led to the CDC website. Someone had posted something and led to something right there on the CDC website. Black women represent less than 13% of the population in the United States, but are represented in 38% of the abortions. If we're represented in less than 13% of the population, then proportionally there should be less than 13% of the abortions. But it's triple, triple the rate of abortions versus society in numbers numerically black women are having triple the number of abortions of any other demographic triple triple the number of abortions now given they've located a lot of these uh planned parenthood centers in or close to black areas given they've They've they're they're they've tried to make it, you know, there's there's economic and all kinds of other pressures on our community that make it difficult for black women. I understand these things. I understand that. But there's a there's some things that, that people aren't thinking about. There's some things that, that people are not thinking about when they're going and making these decisions over and over and over again. There's this there's things that 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 are 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 that you're going that guy's going to judge, and so not only are we represented black women, black abortions, black babies being aborted, represented at over thirty eight percent, and I'm just I'm not making up anything. I'm not glamorized. I'm just telling you what it is. I'm just talking about the facts. The facts is it's thirty eight percent. 
Okay. But not just that. That's 38% of society. That's 38% of the abortions in the whole country happen with black women going to abortion centers. Okay. There's another statistic that's even worse. There's another one that's even worse. And it's for every 1,000 babies that are born alive in the black community. There are 401 abortions on average. So out of 14 and out of 1401 babies born alive or out of out of 1401 potential births 401 are being aborted that's over 40%. What is that number? That's no it's uh hold on So that's one, four, one, divided by. That's, that's almost 29%. That's almost 29% of black children potentially born being aborted. That's almost 30%. Almost 30% of all potential black children are not even getting a chance to see the light of day. And it's at the hands of mothers, black women. Now I hear all these kind of excuses. I mean, I, I hear all these complaints, black women, you know, we get oppressed and we get, you know, you know, everybody's on us and, and all this other stuff, everybody, black men hate us and, and, and why, that ain't true. That's not, it's just not, it's not. We, as black men, especially, you know, they have done everything they could to keep us from protecting our women. And some of these knuckleheads, some of these cats, I understand it. Some of these cats don't even, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, there's just so much foolishness. So much, so many people have bought into stupid arguments. And we're just, and we're doing stupid stuff. It's, it's, it's idiocy. It's lunacy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So here you got out of out of for every 1000 that are born alive, you got 1401 or 401 that are being aborted. So out of 1401, only a thousand make it. And that's just because of the decision to go down to these abortion centers. How's that even conscionable? Don't you think that 
God is not happy. We got we got all these songs, everybody's singing, everybody's got something to sing about. But God is not happy. God is not happy. Stop all the singing. Shut the choir down. God ain't happy. All these people rapping and all this other mess, shut it down. God is not happy. He's going to judge this. He's going to judge this. And the problem is you don't even know who you are. We are the people of God. We are the descendants of the Hebrew people. There's a reason why we've been brought here in this way. When you go and look at, I mean, it's just too much evidence. And because of the way things have been locked down and portrayed and, 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 and the systems have been set up and whatnot, people have been stripped of their will to even just, just be. God, ain't, God doesn't have to help you if you're not in the fight. And so why, why are all these women having these abortions? Some of them say it's because, you know, deals with the guys and some of them, you know, because they don't want to, uh, the, they want to put it off for their career or whatever. Okay, so I'm willing to sacrifice my child so that I can keep, so I can get a job. That's a sacrifice. I'm going to kill my child so that I can get this promotion or whatever. That's a sacrifice. The scripture's clear on that. Don't give your kids to Molech. That's what the Lord told the children of Israel. Don't pass your children through the fire. I mean, the, the devil's always been wanting people to sacrifice their children so that they can get something or they can get over, or they can make it, or whatever. It ain't worth it. You will be judged. God is not pleased with that. He hates it. He hates anybody that does that. And you may get by for a little while, but when you check out of this body, you're going to go before him, and he does not play. He's not nobody you can raise your voice to and talk back to. This is the true and living God. He's got all power in his hands. One of his pupils in his eyes is bigger and brighter than the sun. Searching you. Searching you, knowing the thoughts and the intents, why you did what you did when you did it. Measuring the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, I'm going to read something here. I'm going to read a scripture. All right. So. This is coming from the book of Exodus. This is Exodus one coming from Exodus one verse. Um, I'm going to start from verse 10. No, I'm going to start from verse 8. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Joseph was someone who had blessed Egypt. He was a Hebrew and saved them from famine. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. 
Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and, and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the name, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in, the, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. It was hard labor. Verse, one, verse 15, and the king of Israel spake to the Hebrew midwives. These are the women who delivered the babies, of which the name of one was Shifra, Shifra, and the name of the other was Pua. And he said, when ye do the office of a midwife to, this Hebrew, to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. If we realize that this is a racist system that we're in in this country, it's oppressive. Not as bad as it used to be, but there's still a lot of stuff bad here. And you know that we are oppressed. Why would you think that having the ability to abort your own child was given to you as a way to help you. Yesterday, I was on Twitter looking and there was a post by a woman who recorded a video and she said that she was not going to have a son. If she, was, if she got pregnant and she was going to have a baby, she would only have daughters. This is a black woman speaking, saying that she would only have daughters. That if she had a son, she wouldn't let him live. Why is she bought into that? Why are so many of the people so foolish? It's funny. People think that you can harm the defenseless, but then when you're in trouble, somebody's supposed to come help you? No. No, black women don't have it easy in this country. And I can see why. There's judgment. There's judgment here on the fact that black women are utilizing the service of abortion triple the rate of the size of the population. Now, let me just make another point. The... Uh, um, the feminist lobby and everything is usually headed up by white women. White women are at the head of all that stuff. And um, they're, wanting to, they're wanting to fight for abortion. You know, they, 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 they appreciate having the right to abort. They're only doing like nine, six to nine. Six to nine percent. We're at 38 percent. Not only that, uh, per 1,000 
live births, they only had average like 106 abortions. 106. We're 401. That's four times, four times the number. And right now, you know, a lot of people believe, and I don't disagree with it, that really the tipping point to to make sure the Roe versus Wade was turned was overturned is the fact that the the white population is about to now be in the minority, based on the the number total number of minorities in this country. But they'll still be the largest group, but they won't be in the numerical majority overall. And so they, you know, and they only have, you know, 6% of, of the abortions happening, you know, or something like that. I mean, it's a really low number. And all these numbers, this is on the CDC website. This is an epidemic. This is, this is, this is bigger than COVID. That's, that's worse numbers than COVID. COVID didn't have um, 40% of the people in a population dying. They didn't have that. And so here you have people walking around thinking that it's okay. And it's not okay. It's not okay. And I'm glad that this was overturned. But how much will that trickle down to our community? No one's being uh, um, forcibly aborted. These are women choosing to go into these places. Choosing to go into these places. And you can say, well, you can blame the men, but the men aren't the ones going in and getting the abortion. And there are a lot of men I know in particular, you know, who are like, you know, don't abort the child. And the woman's like, nope, I'm doing it anyway. You can't, you can't blame somebody for something that you did, that you are doing. And you can't blame us when you go before God, because he's going to talk to you. You chose to go into that place and have that procedure done and kill that baby, period. Now, some people might not like what I have to say. This is free speech. This is free speech. And you better be glad that God has sent people with free speech to tell you before you get judged. You need to repent. If you've done this, you need to repent. You need to repent. You need to ask God for forgiveness and tell him you ain't never going to do something like that again. And woe unto the people who are performing these services, these abortion services. Woe unto you. Now, I understand that sometimes there's complications to a pregnancy or something like that. I'm not God. But when it's out of convenience, it's out of convenience for something that you willingly partook in then you can't make that type of decision. And and it's and 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 we're not helping people either. You know, I mean people need help. I've seen some of the arguments, well what about all the kids in the foster care system? 
there's another problem. Why are all of our kids ending up in the foster care? I mean, we we got to stop. We got to start today. We got to we got to help. We got to be in the help help family. And there's so many selfish people. I, I you know, I, I I ran into a man uh, a few months back. And I was talking to people about insurance and credit and stuff like that. And this guy says, um, or actually I was talking to him about life. Yeah, life insurance. And and he says, I'm not going to get life insurance. My family is going to have to start over just like I did. And the man had kids. I mean, what kind of idiot? Some of, some of you black men are, are actually the problem. God's going to judge you for that. The women ain't alone. They're not alone. We're the men in our community. God's going to, you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged. If you're putting women in positions where they are, uh, uh, feel like they have to do this, and it is you, you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged for that. God holds us accountable for the raising of our children. Now, let me show you something in this scripture that you probably didn't know, okay? Um, there's two times that this happened in scripture. One was before the coming of Moses. The other was before the coming of Christ. The people were in their burdens. There was, you know, and it was time. God was ready to deliver them. He was ready to send a deliverer. And so right ahead of the time when there's a deliverer supposed to be born, they start killing the babies, killing the boys. They want to kill the boys. It's the boys, you know, I mean, it's our, we need our young men in our community. We need them. We need them. We need them. We need to pass on to the next generation. Why, why, why is it? Why does someone even have to have a discussion? Why does someone even have to mention that we need the next generation? That's like the dumbest. That's the dumbest. Th that's the dumbest thing anyone should even have to have a conversation with someone to say, hey, your civilization is going to die out if you don't uh, raise children. If you don't allow boys to live, who are the girls going to marry? Oh, well, wait a minute. Now we're undermining marriage. We've undermined marriage. We've undermined gender. You know, anybody's a boy. A girl's a boy. A boy's a boy. No. No, it's not. A boy can't have a womb. Can't. You got all these different things. People are trying to change things. They're trying to change people's agendas, gen, uh, genders, and, and now there is no gender and all this other stuff. It's poppycock because only girls are born with wombs. We're in a confused time where people are just, they want to be confused. But understand, you can buy into whatever foolish logic or agenda or thing people put before you, you can buy into that, but you're still going to be judged on the truth. You're going to be judged on the truth. 
God is not happy about this. He's happy uh, that there's a that there's an overturning. But what about the people's hearts? You can't you can't write into law that people become moral. They we we have the moral law from God and people don't want it. You can't write into law, you know, be good. All you can do is write in the law, don't steal. You know, tell them some act not to do. And and that's and you you're not going to change hearts by laws, but I'm going to tell you something, the word of God speaks about sin. Your unrighteousness before God. Murder, hate, adultery, lust, all these things will get you uh, uh, judge before God. Theft, uh, all kinds of things. And that word is not going to change. It's not going to change regardless of people's political agendas, people's uh, how much money someone's got, you know, where, where, you know, what country you live in and any of that stuff. God's not going to ask you when you uh, go before him, when you die, why weren't you a better American? He's not going to ask you that because that that's not the criteria. The criteria is righteousness. And so if you can't meet that criteria, which you cannot accept in Christ. Then you're going to be judged. And if you can't say that you receive Christ so you can escape judgment, but then in your life, you live like you have no respect for Christ. Period. Because he said, if you would come after me and be my disciple, you must first deny yourself, then take up your cross and then follow me. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Judgment is coming. You better get right. The judgment of God is at hand. For some people, you might die today. You do not know the day or the hour of your passing. Do not play with God. Do not play with God. He is no one to be played with. Serve the devil if you want to, but you'll be right next to him in his jail cell in the lake of fire. He's just an angel, a single angel, and he's just got a bunch of angels helping him to try and make him feel like or seem like he's he's as big as God. He's, he's just one little angel and he's got a bunch of followers. And he's got a bunch of people, foolish people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woe. Woe unto everyone who does not serve God. I'm, I'm telling you, when the judgment comes, you will not be able to escape. When God shows up and he rolls the sky back like a scroll, where are you going to run to? Where are you going to run to? When he crushes the mountains and you try to hide in the rocks, that didn't help. When he scoops out of the earth and you've been hiding underground, that's not going to help. When he appears like a bolt of lightning 
seeing from one end of the sky to the next. Closing your eyes is not going to help. You might try to hide in the inner closet. But when the earth burns away with a fervent heat, that didn't help. When all your wickedness is exposed in a light that's brighter than the sun, in front of everybody, you won't be able to hide. I'm telling you, the time is coming. Tough times are coming. And all those who do not truly serve God are going to be exposed. Woe unto you. Woe unto you. Woe. Woe to America. America is supposed to be a Christian country. We export abortion, the practice of it, all over the world. Pornography, all over the world. All kinds of things we export all over the world. And at the same time, call ourselves a Christian country. We export the the all these different agendas, the trans and uh, homosexual and all this other stuff. We're influenced the whole world to do these types of things. At the same time, we call ourselves a, a, a Christian country with all the racism and prejudice and, and, and things that happens here in this country, the injustice, the, the manipulation of law. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You need to repent. If it was not for the abolitionists uh, in, in the 1800s, this country wouldn't even be a country any, anymore. But they heard the word of God and they stood up for what was right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woe to the world. All these people, all these different countries, everyone thinks they can live and do whatever they want to do. There is a God in heaven, and he is giving you a chance. The animals, it's not them. It's man. We're the ones. We're the ones created in the image of God who he gave the moral law to. And either you will obey his word or you'll be judged. Either you'll accept the price that was paid for you or you're going to be judged on your own wickedness. And, and that's and that's that's stupid. Whoa. But God is in heaven. And he owns the earth. The heavens are his. He, he leans back on the heavens and the earth is his footstool. Every person, everything. You, he owns you, but he's given you an opportunity to make choices, to make right choices. But you can choose to do wrong. Choose to do wrong. That's 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 your choice. He has given you the ability to choose life or choose death. And if you choose death, you will be judged. And he said, narrow is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and few will find it. But broad is the way and broad is the gate that leads to death and many shall find it. You want to know how narrow that way is and how narrow that 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 path is. Imagine trying to get through this. That's how narrow it is. It's impossible. That's how narrow the gate is. You can't make it. You can't get in. The only key is Christ. That's the only way you get through the gate. You want to know how, how narrow that path is? 
Imagine a tightrope, but it's not a tightrope. It's a razor blade. Try tightroping on a, on a razor blade. That's how narrow the path is. Can you walk that? You cannot. You cannot. You can try, but it's going to hurt and you're going to fail anyway. Why? God is giving you the opportunity, if you hear this message, to turn your life over to Christ. Repent of your wickedness. Repent of your sin. Recognize that you are wretched and filthy before the holy God. All of us are. None of us are righteous before him. None of us. None of us. There's nobody who can stand before him in their righteousness. And it's for that reason that he sent Christ to die for you, to take your place. But he's not going to let you take his payment if you're not going to be obedient. You're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to submit. You're going to have to admit that you're wrong. You're going to have to actually say, I sinned. I, I have sinned. I have been wrong. But if your pride won't let you do that, you can march in all the pride parades you want. You can march. You can, you can do whatever prideful thing you want. You can uplift yourself. You can say, I'm never wrong. You can never apologize. You can do all kinds of things. You can, you can live in your pride, but you're going to die in it. Woe, woe, woe. Woe unto the people who think that they can live in their pride, in their foolishness, in their wickedness. The fire of God is coming. He's going to consume. He's going to consume and consume and consume. A lot of people think that, that what God is trying to deliver us from is the judgment and the wrath of Satan. Satan ain't nobody. He's trying to save you from his judgment. He's trying to save you from a fire that he's kindled. Where he where he's reserved for all wickedness. When he sanitizes this earth by destroying it in fire, Everybody that was here is going to one or two place. The clean are going to go with him into the barn, into heaven, into his presence. The unclean are going to go into the fire that does not quench. It does not get quenched. Don't go there. You do not want to go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I recommend you don't. Jesus said that that place is going to be so bad. So bad. That it's, it's, it's better for you to, to have been, um, to be maimed, go through this life maimed. Than to go there, than be whole and go there. Repent. Ask Jesus for forgiveness. Turn your life over. Say, I'll never do that again. And then mean it and do it. Live it. All of you. Anybody hearing this message? I'm speaking to the women. I'm speaking to the men, especially in my community. Black America, God has a plan for you. He's the only one that's been fighting for us to maintain us, to keep us 
not just here, but in the in the uh, in in the islands and in Central America, South America, we're everywhere. And and everywhere that we've been driven to in this enslavement, and 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 where they've tried to decrease our numbers, he's maintained us. The only reason we're still here is because he's been maintaining us. All he has to do is let his hand up, and you're gone. It's time for us to turn away from all the foolishness and wickedness in our community. And time for you to get right. If you're not going to get right, he don't need you. Period. Anybody who won't get right, you know, I just feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you and I don't even want to see you. I don't want to see your face. I, I just I don't even want to look at you. There's so many people I used to I used to think that I had to run around being nice to everybody. And the Lord liberated me from that. You know, because he ain't being nice. You know, he's he's tired. He's tired. He's tired. He told Israel, he said, the fire is being kindled against you. And I would that it were already burning. Let me tell you, you, you can exhaust his patience. You can exhaust his patience. And if you exhaust his patience, don't feel bad about not exhausting his wrath. Let me tell you something about that judgment, that place of judgment, that place of wrath and burning. It's permanent. It's permanent. It's just permanent. Isn't it? it doesn't end. Imagine burning. Your whole body being consumed. Like a piece of wood. But the nice thing about that piece of wood or for the piece of wood is that eventually there's nothing left to burn. It, it turns to ash and the fire's quenched. The fire, you know, goes out. But you have not been made that way. You have been made everlasting. And so the fire that is going to be burning for you is not going to end. Because you're not going to end. You're just going to go to a place of permanence in a place that's not someplace that you would want to go visit. Not someplace you'd even want to go see. Do not go there. Do not go there. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. You may think it is. You may think you may be one of these strong-willed, hard-willed people who thinks that that you can just do whatever you want in life. I, I, I know people like that. They're just so hard. They think that they're just so hard. But then when the breaking comes, then all of a sudden, where does that pride go then? You might have been mighty, had the ability to, to, to beat 50 people. But once your strength is taken, then what do you do? Once, once, you, once the tables are turned and, and you're no longer uh, the rabbit, you're no longer the one with the gun chasing the rabbit. Now the rabbit's chasing you. What you going to do then? That rabbit's fast. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, don't do it. Don't test God. Don't test God. It's, you know, it's not me. It's not any other preacher. If, if, if God sends someone to talk to you, it's not them that you're choosing to, to, to not listen to. It's God. It's the one who sent them. Because he's sending you a warning. 
And either you'll listen to that warning and get right and take the warning and be and, and, and exhibit that you got some kind of common sense, or you're gonna get judged, and nobody's gonna feel sorry for you. No one's gonna feel sorry for any of these people that get judged. I'm not gonna feel sorry for you personally. I'll be eating ice cream somewhere. Well, get right. Get right. You better get right. The fire of God is coming. Judgment's coming. You know, some of you will be happy to see the fire. Thinking you can escape the floods or the earthquakes and, and all kind of other calamities he's going to bring. You know, don't run from one into the next. I'm telling you, the judgment of God is not to be played with. He's giving you time. He's giving you chance. He's giving you the opportunity. Come, come right now. Come right now. Get on your knees and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Clean me. Change me up. I, you know, do something. Talk to me, Jesus. Please let me hear your voice. Don't hide yourself from me. You don't want to hear him say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear him say, leave my sight. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You repented of your wickedness. You heard my voice. You did what I told you to do. You listen to me and you got yourself right in accordance with my word. That's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear depart. I'm going to tell you, uh, this guy that people disrespect uh, Jesus. You think you. Th Imagine you. You uh you you brutalize somebody that was a that that was that was a person. You just brutalize them and you treated them bad, not knowing that that person is going to be sitting on the on the in the in the judge in the judge's seat when you came to the court, not knowing that they were incognito, and you treated them horrible. And you heard about the judge and you talked about his name to that person. He hears you. He hears you. He sees you. He knows your every thought. He knows every time that you've taken his name in vain. He knows every time that you've disrespected him. He knows. He knows every dastardly thing you ever did or even thought. He knows. And one day when you check out of that body, you're going to go before him and that same name that you threw around and disrespected is going to be the one staring you right down your throat. What are you going to do then? Looking straight through you like you're not even there, like 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 you're just transparent. In that day, a lot of people will want to be transparent. They'll want to hide. They'll just want to disappear. But you can't because he sees everything. You go into the darkness. He's there. You go into the light. He's there. You go into the highest heavens. He's there. You go into the deepest part of the earth. He's there. You go into the deepest part of the ocean. He's there. You go as far as you want in the outer space. He's right there. 
For some of you who have sense, pray this prayer after me. God, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Help me. Change me. Give me a chance. I commit my life to you, Jesus. I turn away from my sin right now in Jesus' name. The rest of y'all, whoa.